Welcome to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast, presented by Team Snap and hosted by veteran soccer broadcaster, Dean Linky. Uniting coaches at every level of the game, around the love of the game, we are United Soccer Coaches. Now, here's our host, Dean Linky. United Soccer Coaches does so many incredible things, so many amazing educational courses, stuff online, soccer journal, the convention, learning and sharing together, being involved around the passion and love of the game. And they offer another unique opportunity as part of the United Soccer Coaches Cup Experience France 2019 where coaches are going to have the opportunity to attend and learn from the biggest event in the women's game alongside some of the best educators our association has to offer. Nancy Feldman and April Heinrichs will lead the education portion of the experience. It is sold out. Nancy Feldman entering her 25th year as the head coach of the Boston University women's soccer team, a program that she started, April Heinrichs. The captain of the 1991 World Cup team, the head coach of the 2004 gold medal team, the technical director for so many amazing youth national teams, including youth national teams that won World Cups and feature several of the players that are on this World Cup team. She's remarkable. And then one of the longtime United Soccer Coaches members, Marty Cohen, who always has a smile at the convention. She and her husband are legends in Wisconsin. She's in the Wisconsin Hall of Fame. Marty's been a member with United Soccer Coaches since 1990. She's done these kind of trips before at an Algarve Cup and other experiences. She'll wrap up the show. You kidding me? Nancy Feldman, April Heinrichs, Marty Cohen. Big show. Starts with Nancy after this message from our presenting sponsor, Team Snap. Does managing your club or league feel like a second job? If so, you might need some help. With Team Snap, you can get it. Their customers save up to 15 hours each week on tasks such as communication, registration, scheduling, and more. Plus, everything you need is online, which means no more trips to the bank, no more lost checks, and no more colossal spreadsheets. Bring your club or league into the 21st century with Team Snap. Go to TeamSnap.com to find out more. Now, once again, here's your host, Dean Linky. This is the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap. I am Dean Linky, and I am thrilled to talk about today's show. We have three outstanding women in the game of soccer, and they're all going to Paris to be a part of the Women's World Cup. They're all going through United Soccer Coaches. We will tell you exactly how when we visit with our next three guests. We'll start with Nancy Feldman. If you've listened to this show over the years, you know she's one of my favorites. She started the Boston University program 25 years ago. That's right. They're celebrating their 25th anniversary, which I love. Boston U Women's Soccer. She's done so many great things. She's been a member of United Soccer Coaches since 86. She's been a staff coach for almost just as long. 2018. She received the United Soccer Coaches Long-Term Service Award, and in 2019, she won the WAG Women's Soccer Excellence Award, both received at the conventions, respectively, in 2018 and 2019. And with that, Nancy Feldman joins me now. Nancy, great to be with you. I'm so happy to be with you again, Dean. I always love talking with you. Yeah, same here. And let me just tell everybody what's going on. So United Soccer Coaches decided to offer a unique view of the upcoming Women's World Cup with the United Soccer Coaches Cup Experience France 2019. The dates of the experience will be June 10 through 21. Of course, the World Cup will kick off in France June 7th with the final set for July 7th. It's an opportunity to attend and learn from the biggest event in the women's game alongside some of the best educators 
United Soccer Coaches has to offer. Nancy Feldman and April Heinrichs will lead the education portion of the experience, and it is sold out, which is super exciting. They arrive in Paris on June 10, and they come back on June 21, and it's sold out, Nancy, so that shows that people see value in going over there and, and not only you know seeing games but learning, right? It's about learning. Yeah, these experiences, I, I've been fortunate to be a part of. This will be my fourth experience. One was at the Algarve Cup many years ago, and then the last two Women's World Cup, um, I've been on these trips. Uh, they are so uh, rich in, um, in learning and interacting with other coaches in um, you know, seeing the highest-level soccer uh, that, uh, that is offered for, um, throughout the world and being right there. Um, it's just total immersion, and um, plus uh, you're traveling in a different country and you're getting to see sites and you're getting to um, just have a, what is a great peer education and travel experience. I, I can't, you know, I, I, I think that um, it's, when I speak to the people that have been on these trips before, by the end of the trip, there is a change in them in inspiration and motivation in their own coaching and just, um, it's just a, 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 a shot in the arm. Plus, there's a connection, just like on the coaching courses, there's this incredible connection and um, of colleagues that all are um, loving and passionate about the same thing. So uh, they're, they're wonderful opportunities, and um, we're really excited to travel with the 40 coaches uh, over to Paris and, um, and have this experience together. Off of that, Nancy, let's break down the trip. You arrive June 10th. Here's some of the games that uh, you guys are going to be at, uh, the way I understand it. USA against Thailand, Germany against Spain, South Africa against China, USA against Chile, Scotland against Argentina, and USA against Sweden. So that means you're going to see all of the USA games. That's got to be just a, an amazing thrill for everybody involved. Oh, it is. We're going to get to see them through this first round. Um and through, with some different opponents, I think there'll be some different challenges. Uh, some teams we're super familiar with, like Sweden um, and others. I'm not sure if we've played Thailand before, uh, but uh, I think that um, we're going to see them get through, hopefully, their uh, round-robin games and just sort of see how, they use, uh, how Jill uses the entire squad, uh, which she has in the lead-up. Um, I think she has a lot of options. Um, and just how they grow in this uh, 10-day period. Um, and, again, hopeful that they get to um, the knockout phase. But we're going to see their growth. So it's not these one-offs. It's really the uh, we're going to get a complete picture of what they're looking like over the course of, of this 10-day period. And I think that's going to be really interesting. Yeah, and I feel like one of the things that you guys do is you'll do some pre-game thoughts on kind of how they're going to attack it and then some post-game match analysis, right? Yeah, well, it's a peer education situation. There's no, you know, we're not we're not giving certificates. We're not requiring, you know, homework. But we will get together uh, four, five, six times um, throughout the week, uh, prior to matches and after matches, to do some analysis. And not only of the U.S. team, but uh, we'll do some scout analysis. Uh, we also um, are going to bring in some guests. Uh, we have. Um, Guest, uh, the head coach for the Jamaican national team, um, is going to be coming in and speaking with the group because we're seeing Jamaica play. Well, we'll actually be watching Jamaica and Italy on TV. We're not going to be going that game, but we're going to bring in 
um, Hugh, and we're also going to bring in, uh, have an exchange with the Scottish Federation, and that's going to be really interesting because we will see Scotland, Argentina later in the week, and we're going to have some of their people in front of us talking about their youth development program, and I don't think they'll give away state secrets, but I think they'll tell us a little bit about their team and how they've prepared for the World Cup. So we're going to have some education around the games and some match analysis and a lot of conversation about style of play and system of play. And um, and uh, if we were in that position to be the coach of these teams, you know, what would we do and, uh, and, um, and, and, and how would we train to prepare for the next game? So there's a lot of great educational opportunities around these games. Obviously, April Heinrich's one of the legends of the game. I still say she's one of the all-time great players, and I feel like we're starting to get to an age where people don't realize what a great player she was, part of that triple-edged sword for Anson Dorrance when the USA won the first ever World Cup in 1991 when it was April Heinrich's, Michelle Akerstall, and Karen jennings Guevara. Those three were probably, I think, the best three front-runners the USA has ever had. But just talk about the dynamic of working alongside April Heinrich's. Yeah, she she knows more about soccer, uh, you know, uh, than than I will ever know. And I am just, I think, for me personally, to be able to travel with her and be able to you know, listen to what her analysis is of the game. She is such an insider and knows so much about international soccer as well as the U.S. team. Uh, it's going to be a real education for me. And I'll tell you, it's a coup for every one of these coaches that are coming on this trip to have access to her. Uh, when we have done these trips before, she has come in as a guest, and that's our. Uh, we've had April as a guest. We've had Tony DiCicco, the late Tony, late great Tony DiCicco as a guest, and they offer such amazing insight. And I just can't believe that for the uh, 11-day period, we're all going to be able to tap into April and um, all her experience and all her knowledge about international soccer. It's just wonderful. Um, and I think it's terrific that you bring back what a great player she was. And in today's, you know, uh, awe of all the, you know, and, and all the attention all these uh, world-class players are getting and should be getting, that it's a reminder of there were great players um, that came before that uh, should be remembered as not only, you know, great coaches, but as pioneers and incredible athletes and players in the game, and April was one of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, she had such a great soccer IQ as well, and she made everybody around her better, which is probably one of the reasons why she, like you, has uh, turned into a great coach. Uh, well, let's kind of dive deeper into this World Cup because one thing for sure is we see the women's game continue to grow in our country. Make no mistake, the women's game worldwide has grown, and this will not be a walk in the park for the USA. And for those naive folks out there that think, yeah, the USA won the last World Cup, they're going to go over there and win this one again, they are mistaken. I mean, these teams have gotten better. They've poured more resources in. They've developed better pro leagues. This is going to be perhaps uh, – no, not even perhaps. I'm going to get rid of perhaps. This is going to be, I think, the toughest World Cup ever for women. I agree with you completely. I mean, if, if anybody's been watching some of these lead-up games, uh, you know, you're seeing Spain and France and, and, and England and Australia, um, you know, never mind uh, Germany, who we haven't seen in the lead-up. I think we're staying away from each other, thinking maybe that's going to be the final. But um, the, 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 the top to bottom of, of, of teams, quality of teams in this, World Cup is better than ever. It's what I guess it's what you'd expect because I would say internationally it's still an emerging sport. But you're absolutely right, Dean. The resources and the 
the, you know, the pro leagues are now uh, established in a lot of these countries, and that just continues to raise the game. Um, and um, there's going to be, it, it's going to be a really tough, so to, and, and that we're playing in the last World Cup, we were in Canada, um, and that was a little bit more like home. You know, this is going to also be a challenge just, you know, because it's, it's Europe and the European countries maybe have an advantage, just the you know, location. Uh, they're all pretty close by and, you know, more home-based than we are. So I, I think this is going to, people that aren't looking at, you know, thinking, oh, yeah, this is a shoe in the U.S. women's national team is the best in the world. Well, yeah, we are ranked number one right now. Uh, but boy, there's a there's close two to two to twelve um, is uh, right right there with us. What do you think has to go right for the U.S. to repeat as World Cup champions, Nancy? Yeah. You know, and not to put too much pressure on Jill if she's out there listening, but um, I think managing the roster, uh, managing the talent. You know, I wonder, um, and I haven't had a chance to speak to Jill, and maybe you'll be able to get some insight from April when you speak with her later on this morning, um, how she's planning on utilizing the depth of talent she has. And I think that can be an incredible advantage for us, but it's also a challenge. You know, Carly Lloyd in the last couple of lead-up games um, really um, showed her class, um, but hadn't been playing in some of the earlier lead-up games uh, very many minutes. So, how is she going to be utilized? Is it going to be dependent on the opponent? Uh, is it just keeping everybody fresh through the round-robin um, phase? Um, so I think that's going to be a key. Um, you know what? I, I think, you know, I always believe defenses win championships. So uh, you know, I, I think we've committed to defending as a team, uh, more so than I've ever seen before. I think Jill has... The uh, the mentality is there as well as you know the tactics, but I think the mentality of every player they look like a, a unit. Uh, I thought this I think it was the Spain game that I watched uh, a month or two ago, and I was just amazed by the commitment of the players and the organization, and for 90 minutes of what our strategy was defensively and how every we look like a a well oiled machine. But I think it's going to come down to how strong we are in the back. Um, I think our goalkeeper goalkeeping is solid, but I think it's like how solid we are in the back in critical moments. I think it's going to be the difference between raising the cup and not. From a personal point of view, you're going over there, and you, like all of us, will be pulling for the red, white, and blue. From a professional point of view, in your role with United Soccer Coaches, this is sold out, this United Soccer Coaches Cup experience. What do you want the, the people that signed up to be a part of this, what do you want them to walk away with uh, as part of their experience with you in April? Uh, well, I certainly want them, and like all United Soccer Coaches educational experiences, I want them to feel they have access, complete access to, to you know anything they want to know from us um, and from our experiences. And not that this is not a teacher-student uh, relationship, but hopefully um, anybody on the trip, everybody on the trip feels they have access, that be it in the classroom, um, the time we spend there, at the game, sitting next to each other, um, in the pub. Uh, well, I guess it's not a pub in, in France. I guess it's in the wine, uh, in, in, a, in a really nice wine uh, restaurant. <laughs> but um, that, that they can, we can have conversations and they feel um, comfortable uh, accessing us throughout the whole trip. And that's what we're there for. And also, I think, with their colleagues. You know, part of this is not only developing friendships and relationships, but tapping into 
other people's experiences and knowledge. And that that happens on the bus rides. And that's what happened in uh, Germany is that we the time we spent on the bus was some of the most interesting in, uh, conversations about around the game, not only about the X's and O's, but about player management, about team management, about all sorts of things that, you know, it's just an enriching experience. So what I hope for is that people um, come away with from this opportunity feeling like they gained uh, more knowledge and more um, insight to make them better coaches. That's what we're always hoping for. But also I think it's an opportunity for us to kind of have, um, to, 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 not that any of us need to be, continue to be inspired to coach because coaching is inspiring. But I think that, you know, it's, it's one of these that just gives you a shot in the arm. It, it just makes you feel so good about what you're doing and so motivated. And you come back and you're just flying because you just feel like you're armed with all this new information and new ideas. And it really, it, it lasts a couple of years. I and mean, that's how it's been for me. And that's what I hope it is for people that are on this trip, that they just, um, it, you know, coaching can be really tough, wins, losses managing players, managing parents, uh, it, can, it, can, it, can, it can wear you down. And this is one of those opportunities where um, it, it's just going to jack everybody up and really um, get, get all of us to be, you know, if we need to, just re-inspired uh, about what we do and um, ex- excited and enthusiastic to come back to our teams and, um, and give them more of what we have to offer. Okay, with that, we got to end with uh, repeating the fact that you are entering your 25th year. You started the Boston University women's soccer program in the mid-90s, and here you go, 25 years later, still doing a great job leading the Boston University women's program. It's uh, where you love to live. It's where your family is. This is your family. 25 amazing years. As you walk into year 25, Coach, how fired up are you? Uh, we're, we're, uh, undefeated right now. And, uh, but, uh, we also haven't won anything. So every year it's, it, this is what I love about what I, we do. I do as a coach is that no matter what has been done in the past, I take the experiences and I certainly take the relationships. Uh, those don't go away. I just graduated 10, uh, seniors that the other day. And I, I, I had tears in my eyes because it really, they take a piece of your heart, but, Every year it's a reboot. Every year it's a reset, and you, you have to you have to earn whatever you get. And so that's what. Uh, and and I need to bring my best self because this is while it's the 25th season of doing it at Boston University, it's the first season for the freshmen coming in, and it's the last season for the seniors that will be um, playing this fall. And they deserve my best effort. And it's their. This is their you know, first year or last year, and it's going to be their only one. So that's how I approach it is it's new, it's fresh, it's, it's, a, it's a one-time experience that we'll all be together, and we're unproven, and we um, have a lot to uh, try to strive for, and that motivates me every year. I love it. Nancy Feldman and April Heinrichs leading the charge for United Soccer Coaches as part of the United Soccer Coaches Cup Experience France 2019. The event will be sold out. We'll hear from one of the participants also going, Marty Cohn, who is such a great ambassador for United Soccer Coaches. We'll follow up April Heinrichs. Nancy Feldman, one of the true pioneers for women's soccer in this country. I mean that because it's true. Thanks so much for uh, getting our show kicked off. Have a great time over there in France and uh, Do your best to make sure the U.S. brings home that World Cup title, okay? 
I'll give some tips to Jill if, uh, if, she'll, uh, if she'll listen. And, Dean, we'll have to do a wrap-up call after we get back, tell you all about it, all right? Oh, count on that. And good luck to you, and have a great time, Nancy. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Dean. Thanks so much. Nancy Feldman kicks us off. The legendary April Heinrichs is up next. Stay with us. United Soccer Coaches Podcast, presented by Team Snap. Looking for ways to improve your training sessions? Quick Goal has supplied the highest quality soccer goals, seating, field, and training equipment for over 30 years. From backyards to the world's greatest pitches, Quick Goal has products essential for every level of the game. As an official partner to the United Soccer Coaches and technical partner to U.S. Soccer, Quick Goal knows what equipment you need to take your game to the next level. Visit quickgoal.com to satisfy all your equipment needs. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap. So great to spend time with Nancy Feldman as we tell you about United Soccer Coaches. Great trip they're going to have over to France where coaches are going to be essentially embedded with Nancy in April. And they're going to get to go to six games, including all three of the USA first round games. Incredible schedule. Nancy Feldman, super excited. And part of that excitement was to be able to share time with April Heinrichs, who is truly the superstar of superstars, folks, because here's the deal. First off, she's the first woman to ever be inducted into the U.S. Soccer Hall of Fame. And long before the women won a World Cup in 91, she was winning national titles at UNC. She was winning Player of the Year. She was U.S. Soccer Player of the Year. She was the leader of that triple-edged sword. She was the captain. She would go on to be a head coach in college. She would go on to be the head coach of the USA, where she'd win the gold medal in Greece. So she won another gold medal as a coach. She's been a top administrator for so many years as a technical director for U.S. Soccer. And now she's sharing her time with United Soccer Coaches, where even during her time at U.S. Soccer, she always had time for United Soccer Coaches. You could see her at almost every single convention, being visible, being heard, trying to help grow the game, a true ambassador for women in soccer. And it's indeed an honor. You're talking about someone who's won the Warner Fricker Build Award. She's won everything, and she continues to inspire folks. April Heinrichs, an honor to be with you. Thanks for uh, joining us. Oh, thanks. Thanks for that. Wonderful and thorough introduction, Dean. <laughs> that was great. Thank you. Well, and I'm missing a million things. That's how great you've been, actually. <laughs> so, so Nancy is fired up uh, to to be with you. You guys, um, uh, you have obviously known each other for a long, long time. She's also one of those pioneers, going on her 25th year at Boston, a program she founded. But just talk about that collaboration, Nancy Fowler and April Heinrichs. Those are two powerful women, right there, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm looking forward to working with her as well. She's a she's a great facilitator. We're going to co-lead the course. She is rounding up a, a great curriculum for the coaches. And we've talked um, to quite a few people. I'm sure she's started to share that with you uh, with some of the engagements we're going to do outside the, the game days. Um, and um, what I like about Nancy is she'll ask questions. She certainly knows the game. As you mentioned, she's been around. Um, she's a legend in the Northeast and uh she has done some amazing things and gives back to the United Soccer Coaches. And so um, between her networking and connections and uh, some of my connections, we've put together a good program for the coaches uh, going to France with us in not too many days from now. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. The World Cup will be June 7th to 
July 7th, you guys will go over a few days later and stay through all of the first round games of the USA as well as three other exciting games. And she did, did mention uh, you're going to hear from the Jamaica coach and the Scotland coach and do different things as well. And, you know, you mentioned that uh, she's always ready for United Soccer Coaches. I already said it. You always are ready as well. You've always been ready for the then-named NSCA, now United Soccer Coaches. Why is uh, it always been important, even in your multifaceted roles with U.S. Soccer, to be involved with United Soccer Coaches, April? Well, it started really for me uh, back in the late 80s, <laughs> um, sorry to say, but um, as a young coach, there was just so little information on um, how to transition your limited understanding as a player into how to coach and methods of coaching. And the NSCA was, uh, at the time, for me, um, an organization that provided resources for me, courses for me. It was my first coaching course I ever attended. It was the um, NSCA national level. And um, the instructors at the time were so um, open and mentor- much more like mentors than instructors. And um, I think they've continued that um style of interactions with their coaches, even to this day, and, and now being the United Soccer Coaches um, Association. So for me, it's always been this welcoming, open, um, thought-filled, sharing, uh, collaborative organization. And, it, you know, Nancy and I have uh, taken some coaches to the Algarve Cup um, in, the, in the mid-2000s, and um those two were open, collaborative, and, uh, you know, I like putting, sitting with other coaches who are open and asking questions and um, sharing their ideas, and um, I love that collaboration, which is something I've always enjoyed when I go to the convention as well, and coaches asking questions, coaches, um, you know, inquiring as to how to improve, how to, how to um, get more out of their players, and, um, yeah, always enjoy it. We're here with U.S. Soccer Hall of Famer April Heinrichs, who, along with Nancy Feldman, will lead the United Soccer Coaches France World Cup experience. It's going to be great. Marty Cohn is one of those that signed up to be a mm-hmm. part of it. She is up next. And if you uh, could tell Marty Cohn and everybody that's attending, uh, even before they leave, what their eyes should be wide open for as part of this experience, what would that be, April? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is we have a vigorous schedule. We're going to be watching six to seven games in a 10-day period, in addition to traveling. So there's going to be jet lag getting to France. Um, the good thing is the jet lag is going to keep us up late at night. Some of these games kick off at 9 o'clock at night. Um, the second thing is the game itself. When we sit down, how spectacular it will be to be in France watching these games. Um, I think what we're going to witness is the, the speed of play is going to be the highest level um, tactically, technically, and thoughtfully. And so players, are, players and coaches are going to be adapting on the fly, and it's going to be fast. Um, and then I think um, what's really nice about this particular schedule and us being based in Paris is that we're going to see a variety of countries play and styles of play. It's, it's the single... Thing that I think if you're not connected or following the international game regularly, it's what um, I feel like our coaches are missing in the U.S. Um, it's obviously it's hard to get uh, soccer on television. 
it's easier than it's ever been, but it's still harder. You have to be a paper viewer and uh, have some sort of a cable license, I guess is what we call it now. But um, watching these games, I think we're going to see um, Italy, Argentina, and while Italy, Argentina, for example, may not um, compete to the next round, I think coaches would be, be impressed with their style of play. And um, the way that they try to defend is unique um, in today's women's soccer. So I think that's going to be good. We're going to see Spain play. Spain and Germany will be a great game. Um, but seeing just seeing Spain play will be um, eye-opening for a lot because Spain really hasn't, on the senior level, hasn't um, gone deep into tournaments. But they're one of the best, and they're going to, um, with their schedule and, and uh, the way that they've come together, they will impress, I think, American coaches, and, uh, on, especially on game day. That's part of the next thing, Dean. It's very different watching a game on television versus being there live. And so one of the things I'll encourage our coaches to do is sneak down to the lowest level in the stadium that they can get uh, to go feel the game from a close-up perspective. Go watch, one, how um, competitive it is, how um, physical it is, even though they're tiny people nowadays. You know, their body compositions are pretty small. I mean, a player like Rose Lavelle, um, Tierna Davidson, um, these are – Tiny players. Tiered is tall, but they're still tiny in their physiological uh, composition. But they play competitive. And you really got to get down to the field level to feel that and see that. Um, and then, of course, it's how one style matches up against another. You know, we're going to see um, Germany, Spain. We're going to see uh, South Africa versus China. Two radically different styles. Um, Scotland versus Argentina is a different, uh, completely different style. And, of, of course, we don't know what to expect from the USA-Sweden game. So um, I think it'll be uh, a lot of tactical matchups. And then, of course, what a pleasure. It's and pretty lucky how uh, we've gotten with the three games we're going to be able to see that the U.S. will play. Indeed. And I think it's important to echo some of those statements in the sense that uh, – not everybody follows international soccer all the time, but make no mistake. And uh, I started talking with Nancy about this right now, the level of competition for the women's world cup. I think this will be the greatest women's world cup ever. And I think people need to pay attention to the fact that if they think the USA is just going to walk over there and waltz out with another world cup, they're mistaken April. And I, you know, I know you've got a long time career with, with us soccer and many great memories, but I mean, Ever since the last World Cup, what these other countries have done with their pro leagues, what they've done with their international schedules, what they've done with their camps, I've followed it, and they're a different level, and there are going to be a lot of good teams, not just two or three, but a lot of good teams. <laughs> yeah, I think you're, you're spot on, Dean. I think um, what happens at a World Cup is, you know, sometimes uh, fans tune in to the key games, and... Um, they may not be tracking a team that um, over, say, the last two years, what's happened in the Netherlands, what's happened in Spain, um, England. Uh, there's probably more money in England than any other country right now. And with the um, partnership with the uh, English Premier League and what's that, what's that doing for the women's game, not only uh, is booing England, but there's a lot of foreign players playing in England. I suspect after this World Cup, a lot of our players will start going abroad again. 
and um, they're going to get rewarded um, highly for uh, playing in the English Premier League uh, on the women's side. And um, when you look at what's happening with Japan, Japan's been rebuilding. Germany has been rebuilding. Only five of their players from the last world, from the 2011 World Cup, are still around. Um, so they've injected a lot of youth. Uh, France, of course, is, is without question, and uh, it's hard to even really compare. They're going to be the favorite. One, they're one of the best teams in the world. Two, they're so hungry because they've been close but haven't won a major world tournament. Three, they're at, they're at um, home and um, going to be buoyed by these fans and the television ratings. So, you know, I think what we're going to see with all of these countries, um, and China is always an unknown. You know, their um, culture in women's football is great. And they bring great teams. The question is, have they played together enough? And have they had enough uh, uh, competition leading up to? But uh, the Chinese team, because of their position style, can be an extremely difficult opponent. Here's another thing I think we're going to notice. We, as a country, have to get more comfortable with the fact that our team's not going to have the ball all the time. And rather than criticize our team for that, respect the opponent for that. Mm. So other teams can hang on to the ball. Spain, Japan, China, uh, Germany even will hold on to the ball. France will hold on to the ball. The, the French buildup out of the back and into the attacking half of the field is one of the most creative, remarkable, unpredictable styles you'll ever see in buildup. So I think the sooner our fans can appreciate that and those, um, the level of decision-making that they're making, I think that'll help our game when we as coaches go back to our after the World Cup, go back to our respective teams and try to layer in one or two of the things we've learned from the World Cup. Here with April Heinrichs, a legend of the game, and she's going to be with Nancy Feldman with United Soccer Coaches, uh, the great program they have with coaches. It's sold out. Uh, Marty Cohn will join us after this. Uh, April, looking at the USA, knowing it's not going to be easy, what do you see going in for Jill as their number one strength? Yep, they're good. No worries. And the one area where, based on the roster and, and what you've seen, where yep, they got to hang on a little bit, buckle up a little bit. Yeah, good question, Dean. Uh, first of all, I think they're playing some of the best soccer of the last two years. Um, the game against New Zealand was remarkable and exciting. I mean, I really, really got excited during that game and after that game, and I'm still excited since that game. You know, New, uh, New Zealand is a competitive and athletic uh, country that prides themselves on pressing and being fit. And while it's a small country, for sure, they've kept the core of their players together. They've all grown up together. And so for us to uh, set the tempo of that game, maintain the tempo, maintain the speed of play, be as creative was, as we were, and to score the goals that we scored was remarkable. So what I'm excited about is um, Jill's got the team starting to peak at a really good time. Uh, we've clearly witnessed um, the depth of talent in our team. So I think there's some variety in the midfield. I think we've got some depth in the center back and wing back position that we haven't had. And it is just flat out competitive. I mean, two years ago, would many people wonder if Mal Pugh was going to be a starter or not? Well, I think it's still open. I don't think Jill's made that decision yet, but uh, with Tobin Heath and Rapino in front of her and uh, some of the midfield play that's going on, it's hard for Mal to, sh to start. So, 
here she is at almost 21, or I think she turns 21 this year, um, having to improve her game to be a starter for us. So I don't like to call it an, an embarrassment of riches, as a lot of people get kind of out of control with those kind of statements. It's depth, and that's what you need to go deep into this tournament. Uh, the other part of your question, Dean, was what's what's the strength of the draw and how deep do I think we can go? Well, clearly, and I'm going to say it respectfully, I think the draw, we can manage the draw. I think, um, you know, four third-place teams will advance out of these groups, and I think we can manage the draw and get out of it. Um, I think we can come out of it and be first, but if we're not first, we're second. And so I think the draw or group play is going to allow us to shake out the nerves. The U.S. team rarely starts awesome in a World Cup. We, we, we are usually a little bit nervy, and we get through group play because I think there's a lot of um, pressure on our team, probably more pressure than almost any other team. Thank goodness France is out there now because they've got a lot of pressure on them. I think Germany has a lot of pressure on them now, of course, and, and Japan. So I think group play helps us get um, the nerves out, hopefully score some goals uh, in this particular group, and get a lot of players playing time. And hopefully we stay healthy and with limited yellow cards. And so I think the way that the tournament, once it went to 24, and and, um, in 2015 I think our group was much tougher than this group, so to speak. Um, Now we get into... The knockout stages, it's brutal. <laughs> we could we could bump into France or Spain in the group stages. Um, so I think hopefully we come out of group play healthy with limited yellow cards and a lot of players with playing time, and we start to turn up the tempo uh, when other teams are starting to fatigue. So once we get into the knockout stages, yeah, you know we're going to run into some really good teams, but if we want to win a World Cup, we've got to beat more than one or two or three of those teams. So I think uh, getting into the knockout stages, and the deeper we go, we know the Americans are dangerous because we get better during tournaments, and I suspect this team will as well. And all these coaches that are going to be on this tour are going to be better by being around you and Nancy, that is for sure. I can't let you go with one tough question is I'm going to force you to go down memory lane with me, April, and that is you're the captain of the 91 team. You'd already won three titles. You're the first player ever to have their jersey retired just in, in general when UNC did it. You went on to win a gold medal. You did great things as the technical director. I'm going to ask you to pick your greatest memory ever, either as a player, a coach, or administrator. Can you narrow in on, on one incredible moment for us? Well, I'll do one of each. Um, that works. Absolutely, the 1991 Women's World Cup Championship and winning the World Cup was the peak of my playing career. That was the last time I played in an organized game. Um, so that that's a clear one. And, you know, I, I try not to look back. I don't spend a lot of time talking about my past. Um, but when I see the little gifts they have now today, you know, on Twitter and whatnot, and they have a gif of us, Winning that thing, it, it puts a big smile on my face. As a coach, um, I, I feel like um, the 2004 Olympics and the 2012, uh, sorry, 2004 Olympics was um, a hard-fought, competitive, um, really worthy Olympic gold medal. We lost in 2000, 
But people tend to forget it was on a handball against a team that had three shots and three goals on the day. Um, so we could have easily won in 2000. So 2004 became even more precious for me. And then, of course, as an administrator, 2012 when we won the Under-20 World Cup and to see um, so many people working so hard behind the scenes uh, at the Federation and Steve Swanson, Janet Rayfield, Amy Griffin, uh, Jaime Frias, um, all put together the staff that... And when I look at who was on that team, Sam Mewis, Crystal Dunn, Julie Johnson, Morgan Bryan, um, those were some great players that um, really the launching pad, the under-20 teams, the launch pad for a national team career. So those are what I look back on most fondly. I love that answer. I'm so glad uh, you let me ask it as well. And I'm so glad that you're going to be with Nancy Feldman and the United Soccer Coaches as part of this experience in France. And so glad you're on the program, April Heinrichs. Thanks so much for being with us today. Dean, thank you, as always, for your great questions and your support of women's soccer. We love it. Wow. April Heinrichs, you got to understand, I was blessed to be a junior press officer with that 91 Women's World Cup team. So even as a college student, I got to see up close Anson Dorrance at work with these incredible athletes. And April Heinrichs and Michelle Akers stood out long before Mia Hamm and Christine Lilly and Brandy Chastain and Julie Foudy and the great goalkeepers, they stood front and center as leaders of that team, perhaps no better leader than April Heinrichs. As she said, she went out on top. That was the last game she played when they won that World Cup over in China. Such a pleasure to spend time with her. She had mentioned as well that uh, she looks forward to spending time with Marty Cohen, Wisconsin Soccer Hall of Famer, member for United Soccer Coaches since 1990. She's gone on these trips before. She's going to do it again. And Marty will tell us why when we return on the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by TeamSnap. Summer is right around the corner, and so are United Soccer Coaches Summer 2019 Advanced Diplomas. Take advantage of our advanced diploma offerings and challenge yourself in your coaching education. We offer residential or two-weekend formats to fit your schedule needs. Get more information or register for your next course at unitedsoccercoaches.org slash education. Welcome back to our United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by TeamSnap. We are talking about the incredible experiential trip United Soccer Coaches is going to do over in France as part of the World Cup, led by Nancy Feldman, 25 years as the head coach at Boston, April Heinrichs, who's done it all. She won a World Cup as a player. She won an Olympic gold medal. She was part of youth teams winning World Cups during her time at U.S. Soccer. She's an icon, indeed. And she was super excited. Actually, she ended by saying, I can't wait to hear what Marty Cohen has to say. And she meant it. She's known you for a long time. Marty's a United Soccer Coaches member since 1990. He's been a key leader in her home state of Wisconsin, serving as a board member with the Wisconsin Soccer Coaches Association, including three terms as president. She's a past president of the Nina Soccer Club, and she was inducted into the Wisconsin Soccer Hall of Fame in 2017. She's been a part of these kind of trips before over to Sweden and other things with United Soccer Coaches and she's always the one with a smile at every convention ready to help you in any way she can I know because she helps me every single year it's an honor to be with her Marty Cohen Marty thanks for being with us well I appreciate being here thank you for asking me yeah absolutely so first off Nancy and April it's one thing you're going to the World Cup it's another thing you're going to be hanging out with those two amazing minds that's pretty cool Marty 
It is fantastic. Um, uh, we met Nancy in early days of coaching when my husband and she coached against each other in Division Three conference here in Wisconsin and Illinois. And then April, I have followed all of her career and had the opportunity to uh, participate in the Algarve Cup when she was the leader of that a couple of times. Yeah, she talked about that, that being a great experience. So knowing that you've already gone through this one time, and perhaps there'll be some other people listening that are going on the trip, but more importantly, people that are like, man, I wish I would have signed up for it. It's too late. It's sold out. What, uh, what is the experience like for people like you to go over there, see the games, but then also talk and learn about soccer? Well, you're never too old to learn. And I feel that I learn as well as possibly mentor some of the younger coaches and people involved in the game. Um, the friendships you make are probably the most important part in my stage in my career, being mostly retired. Uh, seeing the different atmospheres around the games, it's something we're building, continually building here in the U.S., but it's, it's going to be exciting to see the difference from 95 Sweden to 2019 France. Tell me about a young woman in 1990 that says, hey, I need to be a part of then-named NSCAA, now-named United Soccer Coaches. Why that decision, Marty? Um, my husband wouldn't pay me as his assistant coach until I got educated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we started out in this game together. Um, our daughter was 10. She's now, well, she won't want me to tell how old she is. <laughs> um, and she came home and wanted to play this game. We started helping coach then, and... Um, Chuck went gung-ho, and we went to the coaches' conventions and started learning, and I assisted him at a Division Three college, Lawrence University in Appleton, and finally he said, I can't pay you until you get some sort of licensing, and so off I went to my first national-level diploma. Okay, so you get your diploma, and then here you keep on coming and coming and coming. I mean, you are there every single year. You are ready to go. You're ready to do whatever they want you to do. Talk about that that commitment that just never goes away? Well, it's our life is greatly. We're soccer geeks. And the friends you make there, the experiences you have, the people you meet and maybe not ever see again, but you'll remember forever, um, really help, especially at my stage in my career. But in the early days, you just we were sponges. We just needed to learn and figure out what to do. And we didn't have as many connections living in the Midwest as people on the coast had. Um, it was just an excellent experience, and I can't imagine not going. Now, Marty, you have also witnessed firsthand the amazing growth of the association as they go retro, you know, and they stay hip and they get the right apps and everything else, and then the conventions get bigger and bigger and bigger. As you watch that every single year, can you describe your amazement? Because I'll tell you one thing, I've been at several of them. I was blown away last year. I just thought it was a fine-tuned machine. I I am amazed, um, and it is amazing to see I was actually – a big part when we jumped from like 10,000, I was on the board to what we are now under Joe Cummings' directions. Um, it, I can't believe that they are keeping up and keeping the wheel oiled so well with all the, the new additions that they have added to what they do with the apps, like you say. But yet there's still that feeling of fellowship and camaraderie that is available for all of us that are dug in deep, I guess is one way of putting it, um, and always to see people, new faces, um, I always make an effort to see somebody that's there for the first time 
and remember that glow that you get from everything you're experiencing at a convention. I asked you earlier about uh, what other people might get out of this. What do you want to get out of this trip over to France, particularly being able to see all three of the USA's first-round games? Um, well, to see the different level of play, has it improved? Um, what form? I still, even though I don't coach actively, I still love to learn about the game, what formation they're using, what tweaks they're using on the formation. Um, have the women's skills improved? Where do we need to improve when I get home? What do I see that I need to work on with my friends and club members, and I'm a people person. I love meeting people and being with them and learning from other people. Finally, Marty, uh, we asked Nancy and April to talk about great memories. Uh, you reminded me, and, and I had forgotten there have been a few games uh, in between <laughs> over the years, but uh, I actually interviewed you live on Fox Soccer Channel at a game in Wisconsin. Remind me uh, what that game was, and, uh, and please tell me the interview went okay. I hope it did because it was live. Um, it was a game between Marquette and Milwaukee, I believe. Yep. And... Um, I had driven down for the for the game, and we talked, and I, I couldn't tell you what the score was, um, but I ran into a lot of nice people. Um, it was a little bit cold, I think, but yeah. being Wisconsin, that's pretty normal. Um, it was a great experience. It was very exciting to see that Fox Soccer was helping us out by doing that, and to have you there was made it even more exciting. Yeah, I remember it was like a sold-out crowd, and um, yeah, it was great soccer as well. Yeah. And, uh, they continue the the women's soccer in the state of Wisconsin continues to be very very strong, right? I mean, and Rose Lavelle, of course, uh, you know from Cincinnati, but played for the Badgers. She should make a she's going to have a big impact on this World Cup, I think. I think so too. I'm I'm looking forward to watching her play and support the team and and learn from fellow soccer people and see where we go. I'm hoping for the best. Yeah, always a pleasure. She is one of the best, Marty Cohen. She is a superstar with United Soccer Coaches. So glad she could join us here on this podcast with Nancy and April. Marty, have fun in France, okay? We're not going to see you there? No, I wish. I okay. wish I was going to be there. Nope, I won't be there, but I'll be uh, watching every moment and be thinking about you guys, okay? Thank you so much. I appreciate it very much. And we appreciate Marty Cohen. We appreciate April Heinrichs and Nancy Feldman, all the great folks at United Soccer Coaches, including Mike Knipper, Sean Chevrolet, Lynn Berlin Manuel, Ian Barker, Jeff Van Dusen, the whole gang, Steve Veal, Rob Keogh, everybody. Great organization. You're great members. We'll see you in a couple of weeks for another edition of the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. Snap's awesome. I have five teams on Team Snap. There are no questions asked by the players, the parents. Very easy to use. Very, very, very easy. Simple to use. Everyone, you know, everything's right there. Messages, availability, boom, boom, boom. I've looked at other at other things, and I think Team Snap sets the bar for this type of team management software. It's the best that I found.